How long has it been since your last confession? Whether it's been a few days or many years, you're sure to get some great stuff from the show today. So, without further ado, let's get it rolling. Helping you grow deeper on your spiritual journey. Welcome to The Inner Life with Patrick Conley. Welcome to The Inner Life. I'm Patrick Conley, and I'm so excited about today's show because it's all about dispelling some of the myths, or maybe better, misconceptions, that people have about the sacrament of confession. Now, we can all grow in our understanding and appreciation of this wondrous sacrament, but even if you participate in it frequently, these might just be misconceptions that someone you know carries with them and might be keeping them away from the confessional. So let's bust some myths and encourage and inspire one another to make confession a regular part of our living out of the Catholic faith. But maybe even before we begin, what are some common misconceptions that you can think of that others may have about the sacrament of confession? Or was there an experience that you had that helped you overcome a myth or a misgiving about confession? Call in and share it with us. Our studio line is 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. Our spiritual director and chief myth buster today is Father Brian Fallon. Father Fallon is a priest in the Archdiocese of St. Louis, pastor of the Church of the Magdalene in St. Louis, and also serves as director of vocations for the Archdiocese. Good morning, Father. How are you today? Great, Patrick. How are you? Hello, everyone. Yeah, I'm doing great, and uh, I'm really excited, as I said, about the about the topic today. Before we get into the myths, which I'm I'm really excited about getting into, why don't you just remind us of some of the great aspects of this sacrament? I mean, why does the why did Jesus give us this sacrament in the first place? Oh, Jesus wants us to be able to be fully fully united to His love, and He gives us that in the sacrament of baptism. But he knows, just like our ancestors before us, that we're going to stray, we're going to sin, and we need to be reconciled to him. So he gives us the sacrament of mercy as he gives us the priest to give us the other sacraments to wipe away any of those effects of the stain of sin, to be reunited to him in that sanctifying grace, and just to be able to experience his love and be fully connected to he and his church. Mm. And I think that, that that's worthy of really underscoring here at the outset that there is such a a necessary part of the sacrament of confession uh, that is part of our living out of the Catholic faith. And it's, I guess in some ways it's kind of painful, isn't it, Father, that that you have to, you have to underscore that again to help people understand that, uh, yeah, this isn't something to take lightly, but to take very seriously as it's such a central part of our faith. Yeah, when I sin, I affect everybody. You know, it's called this social sin, the fact that uh, we are all the body of Christ and we're only as strong as uh, our weakest members. So we have to be able to recognize that built together in faith, uh, we can truly be uh, the people that God is calling us to be. So, yeah, being reconciled to the church, we're being made whole again and we're recognizing our role in uh, the great gift of salvation. Hmm. Now, I will say, Father, that uh, as I came into the church when I was 38 years old, and so my first confession was a little daunting because I had 38 years of sins to go through to recount uh, in confession. But prior to that, outside of seeing, uh, I don't know, 
portrayals of people going to confession in television shows and movies and that sort of thing. It was kind of a mystery to me um, as a non-Catholic as to what actually happened inside that box. And so we may have listeners who are either they've been away from the sacrament for a long time or maybe they've never been to the sacrament of confession. Perhaps they're not Catholic who are kind of wondering the same thing I was wondering. What goes on? So can you just uh, run through some of the basic steps in going to confession? Sure. Yeah, I just want everyone to know that the priests that are in confession are waiting to be able to bring you to Jesus. And they want the sin, uh, which is the thing that separates us from the Lord, uh, to be confessed so that you can receive in its place all of God's love. So it's not this judgment. It's not condemnation. Uh, these are not always the most miraculous spaces. Uh, they're kind of tiny penalty boxes. Uh, but when we sit there and <laughs> kind of either kneel or face to face with the priest, uh, we've just got an opportunity uh, to share what's keeping us from the Lord. I had this explained to me once. What are the boulders in your backpack? You know, what are the things that you've got on the journey that aren't supposed to be in that pack and need to be laid down at the foot of our Savior? And the Lord crushes them up and he forgets about them. And he gives you the priest uh, through Jesus, gives some advice. And then you're sent on your way to continue the journey of faith. Father Brian Fallon is our spiritual director today as we're talking about myths about confession. What are some of the misgivings that you think you've had or that other people have about this wonderful sacrament, the sacrament of confession, that might be keeping them away from making it a regular part of their practice of the faith? That's what we're talking about today. If you have something to contribute, please do call us at 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149, or send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. All right, Father, I'm going to kick things off here. Now, these are myths that I will be honest um, really came to my mind and as in discussion with our producer, Nick. Um, we've kind of come up with a list here of, of things that people may be thinking about. We've heard people maybe express some of these things as well. So um, we're going to turn them over to you to break them up and help us to understand better what uh, what really goes on in the sacrament. So myth number one is father might be scandalized by my sin. What would you say to that? Nope. <laughs> Sorry. We're not, <laughs> we're not scandalized. And, and, and I, with, with respect and reverence to everybody and the sins that they carry, it, it's not something that's original. And there've been people that have come and said this very thing to me and I'll say, okay, yeah, that's maybe not a common sin, but that's one that I've heard before. And I've been a priest for 11 years and Compared to some of the guys that have been around for, you know, celebrating their 50th anniversary. Okay, that's, I know that's not a lot of time compared to them. But in that time, you know, there's been a lot of humanity that's come in and out of the confessional. And it's, yeah, I really don't want you to think that in any way that makes me think less of you or uh, thinks in some way that you shouldn't be there with the Lord. So what I'd rather want someone to say is, well, I, I'm empowered by the love that the Lord has for me, and this is his priest that he's appointed to be the one to share in that ministry of love. And maybe it's worth mentioning, just a, just a quick thing, as, as, as long as we're talking about Father might be scandalized by my sin. You want to just remind us about the seal of the confessional too, Father? Yes. Yeah, the seal of the confessional is a belief that we have that the priest is obligated not to say anything that is mentioned in the confessional. 
And we take that very seriously because if we were to in any way violate that seal, we wouldn't be able to hear confessions anymore. We wouldn't be able uh, to minister to our people. And so, uh, you know, I've had an example of of someone who's told me something, uh, some good news, uh, which was just a passing thing, but they said it in the confessional. And I had to, in my life, just pretend like I didn't know that news until they said it later on or I heard it outside of the confessional. Uh, And so even little things like that, um, which maybe uh, is just a little bit too protective, uh, I just want people to know that because their sins are that important. So while I could celebrate a new baby or a graduation or something uh, with news that's in the confessional, I choose not to just to help them to know how sacrosanct that confessional is. Yeah. I like that, Father. I hadn't, I hadn't uh, contemplated that before, but if there's, even if there's you know, good news or something, some great piece of sharing that goes on in the confessional, even holding that within the seal is, yeah, that's great. I love it. I love it. That's, uh, uh, as you said, it facilitates this openness, this place of honesty and encounter with the Lord in the confessional. We're talking about busting the myths of the confessional today here on The Inner Life. What are some of the things that you think people might be thinking of? They might think about the sacrament that would keep them away from the confessional. And how might, how might we address that? Bring them before our spiritual director, Father Brian Fallon, at uh, 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. Or send us an email, innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. All right, second myth that I have for you, Father, here is... Father is judging me. Hmm. Yeah. Part of when I hear these, my heart goes out to people because that's just so far from the case. Because look, I, I'm a confessor, but I'm also a penitent myself. And when I go to confession, you know, and I say, "Well, you know," the... oh, did we? Lose father. Yeah, we might have lost father there. We're going to work on getting him back um, because we're talking about something I think very, uh, very exciting. Uh, oh, sorry, father. Are you there? Oh, yeah. Sorry if, if I cut out there. Yeah, um, just cut out a yeah, little if, bit. If, if, I don't wanna, if I don't want to be judged in confession, then boy, like why, why would I then in turn judge other people? So mm-hmm. just that hope of, of everybody recognizing that. Yeah, and I think that maybe that's a good thing to to uh, bring out and bring to the light too. Is that uh, just so we're all clear? Priests go to confession as well, right? Yes. Yeah we we are feeble and failing and, and need the Lord's mercy, so we come before Him and and just ask for His continued strength and forgiveness as well. Right. And uh, yes, it's uh, I suppose it's a little bit of a comfort. I, well, it's probably a lot of comfort to know that uh, the priest who's there hearing my confession. Yeah, he does the same thing. In fact, I heard a I heard a anecdote once of um, somebody who found themselves in line. I think behind or you know in front of in a confession line in front of a bishop at one point, and uh, and uh, she kind of deferred to his excellency and said, "Well, your excellency, you can go in front of me into confession." <laughs> and he looked at her and said, <laughs> "Well, I'm in no more hurry to get in there than you are." <laughs> <laughs> It can be intimidating. I don't think anybody's uh, anybody's denying that. But uh, yeah. So all right. So we can leave behind the thought that Father is judging me. That there's some judgmentalism or holier than thou attitude that's coming, uh, yeah, to co- coming through there in that. All right. Very good. Uh, so far, so good, Father. We've got uh, our next one here is, um, and I suppose it's somewhat related to the the last one that Father is judging me. That it's. 
it's been too long for me to go back. Um, you know, that it's just this feeling that I haven't been in so long that it's just too embarrassing or it's, uh, it, yeah, I just, I shouldn't go back because it's just been too long. Oh, yeah. Again, no, we don't want anyone to feel that it's been too long or any of that shame is not from the Lord. That's from the enemy. He wants to keep you away. He wants to keep you in that fear. Sometimes in a playful way, I'll say, can you remember how long it's been? Who was president? And I get a couple people that say, well, I think it was President Kennedy. Okay, Mm. well, that's 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 been some time. So but but even then they, they leave. Uh, and transformed and being able to recognize that, wow, I don't have to carry that weight of it's been so long anymore. It was just a couple of days ago or just a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, please don't, don't think that that's something that should keep you away from confession. And I've heard too, Father, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I've heard from other priests that that's really a gift when they hear that in the confessional, that it's been 20 years since my last confession or something like that. That That's... Uh, I mean, it's a it's a cause for rejoicing, I guess what I'm saying, and not for judgment, right? Correct. Those those are the glory stories that we share. We don't, of course, share what we heard in confession, but people, you know, brother priests getting together, I say, like, yeah, gosh, I had a long one, and uh, not in, in amount of time, but, you know, gosh, 50 years, and like, wow, that's so great. It, it's kind of a neat thing to celebrate, because what we're celebrating is that the Lord is restoring that person to his sacramental grace, uh, the Lord's inviting them deeper into his love, and that that person leaves freed from those sins, uh, freed from the weight of that uh, decades of shame. So, yeah, we're, we celebrate it. We, we, we love that. So if you want to make a priest's day, uh, sometimes when the confession line's slow and I get a, a big fish, as I might call it, uh, <laughs> just say, wow, what a, what a great thing that uh, someone uh, had the courage to come back to confession. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can really see the Lord at work in their lives when that when that's going on, I can imagine. We are talking today about myths about confession. What are some of the misgivings or misconceptions about confession that are keeping people away from the sacrament? Maybe that was true of your life. Maybe you know it's true in the lives of friends or family around you. Give us a call and share what those are, 888-914-9149. Let's go to the phones, Father. We've got Carol, who's calling in from Redford, Michigan. That's a Detroit area and a new market for Relevant Radio. So thanks for listening, Carol. Welcome to the program. Oh, thank you. It's wonderful. This radio station is the best. So um, I have just came back to church in the last five years I've been away, and I'm telling you, I thought the church was going to cave in on me and I was going to burst into flames. And I kind of chuckle about it, and I go, this seriously can't happen. You're overthinking it as a typical woman. I was like, stop it. So went to confession, and then afterward, I was so relieved. I bawled and cried, and but I felt relieved. I felt cleansed. I said, I can do this again, and I have a lot more sins to confess and absolve, and it was just been amazing, and it's just brought me closer to God and Jesus and opened my heart up even more because I had such a hardened heart, and I couldn't stand living like that, and it's getting so much better every time I go, and I'm getting ready to do what um, someone told me is called life's confession, so um, that's being anything I can remember that I know I haven't confessed from, you know, when I was a child all the way up until now. So I'm excited about it. <laughs> Amen, Carol. That's great. Yeah, what good news. And and please don't think that it's just the women who are doing the overthinking, especially with confession and sin and guilt. It's the men, too. It's a lot of people just maybe wanting to have it all just so, 
um, yeah, do a good examination of conscience. Find one online. Uh, just, again, Google search Catholic examination of conscience. Uh, or you can uh, have like the one through Father Mike Schmitz. It's a little uh, examination preparing for the Sacrament of Reconciliation. Great guide, great resource. Uh, but when you come back uh, to be able to experience God's love and confession, one of the things that I say is, you know, maybe why don't you try to go when the seasons change? Some parts of our country listeners don't have seasons that change, uh, but uh, for most of us, we can tell when it's spring, summer, you know, and fall. So uh, to know, like, oh, okay, maybe I should go back uh, just to be able to keep in the routine of that sacrament. Uh, and also just to be able to have another ed- person speaking truth into your heart. Uh, you know, sometimes the priest giving spiritual guidance uh, can really assist you in your faith journey. Mm. Yes, Carol, thank you for the call. Great testimony to what what you thought might happen when you went back to the sacrament of confession, but um but what, you know, praise God. That's not what he's about. He's not about crumbling the church on top of you or bursting into flames. I love it, Carol. Thank you so much for listening and for calling in as well. Uh you know, we also have for those who are interested on the relevant radio app, uh if you haven't downloaded that yet, um please download it. There's so many great resources on there, including we have a little examination of conscience on there as well. So you can check that out as well. We're talking today about myths about the sacrament of confession, uh, misconceptions. People think that it's this way when it's really that way, that may be keeping them away from this great sacrament of grace and forgiveness that comes from our Lord with our spiritual director, Father Brian Fallon. If you have some way that you think are keeping people away from the sacrament of confession, maybe it's kept you away. Give us a call. Join the conversation, 888-914-9149. we got more myths and more things to come and more of the inner life, but we're going to take a short break. So we'll be back right after this. Today, we'd like to thank Teresa, who is listening in New Mexico, for donating her 1955 Plymouth Plaza. You can join thousands of other listeners in donating old vehicles by visiting RelevantRadio.com slash car. That's RelevantRadio.com slash car. Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio on RelevantRadio.com and the Relevant Radio app that we were just talking about. If you are if it, if you are reeling in the years uh, since the last time you've been to confession, this is a great show for you. Or even if it's been just a couple days, perhaps you know somebody who has been avoiding the sacrament of confession because of some misconception about the sacrament. That's what we're talking about today here on The Inner Life. What are the misconceptions that keep people away from the sacrament? Our spiritual director is Father Brian Fallon, a priest in the Archdiocese of St. Louis. Father, let's go back to the phones. We've got Mark, who's calling in from Eureka, California. Mark, welcome to The Inner Life. Hi. Thank you uh, for taking my call, and good morning. I, um, well, morning where I am. I, Father Brian, um, I even hesitate to ask the question, though you probably already know. Uh, the, I'll preface it by saying um, uh, Patrick Madrid, and, and I felt this way before, he had said this, but he gave a testimony about sometimes a priest, uh, you know, he'll do a wedding, uh, perform or celebrate a wedding. And then, uh, and we're talking about etiquette of codes of dress of conduct and weddings, you know, like what might be more modest. And he just said, keep in mind that sometimes 
you know, life can be, you know, pretty, like you said, Father Brian, priests are human too. And just out of consideration, maybe modesty would be, well, I find when I'm thinking of confession, I I can feel bad for the priest because he's got to listen to all this stuff. And and I, I kind of want to soft soap it for him, you know, whitewash it a little because he understands what I'm talking about anyways. And I don't want to go into too much detail sometimes because I don't want to draw anybody else into the thing I'm struggling with. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Thank you for saying that. Uh, yeah, great to respect the clergy that are uh, there uh, helping us with our uh, forgiveness of sin. Look, we got a lot of great sanitary professionals in our country and throughout the world, and what they most likely do is before and after their work, uh, they lather up and make sure that uh, they're clean so that they're not carrying on uh, any of the refuge that they might be handling. Sin is gross, um, but it's not too gross for the Lord, and He is able to dispel a vat and, and to wipe it clean from us. For the priest that's there, uh, what I've been taught is to be able to pray a cleansing prayer in between each confession, and just to be able to thank God before and after for working through me as His vessel of love. So, yeah, well, you don't need to go into great detail about what's happening, it is important to be able to talk about uh, what's happening. You know, what's you can say, oh, it's this neighborhood, but it's important to say which house it is on the street, if that makes sense. Hmm. I like that, Father. Good analogy. And Mark, thank you for the call. And it's, it's, yeah, it's something to bear in mind, but at the same time, I mean, we're going in there to speak with Jesus through the person of the priest. So, Great call. Thank you so much. Let's go now to Jed, who's calling in from St. Louis, Missouri, right there in your hometown there, Father. Jed, welcome to the end of life. Yeah, I was just calling. I had a question. Um, Sometimes it's hard for me to get to confession when I'm mad at God. So, like, we have, you know, health problems in life or, you know, uh, things aren't going well at work or, like, a loved one dies unexpectedly. And, you know, you just want to yell at God more than you want to ask God for his help and forgiveness. So how do you overcome that kind of like anger or die to yourself enough to, to want to ask God for help instead of tell God what you think? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I think sometimes it's important to acknowledge what we're feeling like, okay, I'm really mad at the Lord, you know, and it's like, fine, you, you might get only this part of my life, you know, uh, just my vices, but instead to be able to say, Lord, like, I really want to encounter you, so can you bring that to prayer first? Um, can you allow him to be the one uh, that you give praise and honor to? Um, and then maybe, uh, you know, once uh, you kind of come to a you know place of peace and calm, uh, then you can come to reconciliation. Yeah, there's a really encouragement, especially when we're dealing with heavy sin, to go right away uh, to confession, um, you know, because the Lord uh, does not... Uh, want us to feel that condemnation or shame anymore. Uh, He wants us to be able to get back up and to be able to be good disciples again. So, yeah, especially if you're you're going through that, just to maybe pray with the Lord first and talk to him about the anger uh, before you come uh, and, and seek forgiveness. You know, one of the things I like about your call, Jed, is that it's it's being honest, right? And saying that, hey, this is where I am. And certainly, I mean, I look through the Psalms, and there were times where it seemed like some of the psalmists were a little uh, not so happy with God, right? So, um, but I mean, I think that's what I hear you saying too, Father, is just being honest before the Lord about this is where I am in my attitude towards you, yeah? 
Yeah, and, and that honesty is the best policy. You know, look at uh, Peter as he's there on the seashore. You know, he jumps headlong in John 21 to go meet Jesus again once he recognizes it's the Lord. But he's got to deal with some of the hardships of the decisions that he's made. Um, he's got to be able to confess those things and, and ask forgiveness. Um, so, yeah, so dealing with those emotions is, is an important part of that aspect. Yeah, absolutely. Talking about misconceptions about the sacrament of confession that's keeping people away. So if you know of one that's either been present in your life or the life of a loved one and would like to uh, like to share it with others, give us a call, 888-914-9149, or send us an email, innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. Father Brian Fallon is our spiritual director. Father, we're back to the phones again. Let's go to Brandon, who's calling in from California. Brandon, welcome to the show. Good morning. Morning. Uh, morning. One of the myths that I commonly hear, and actually we uh, just discussed it in my RCIA class last night, uh, is that uh, confession is not biblical. Oh, good. Yeah, great, great question. So uh, we hear in the chapter right before the one that I just mentioned on the seashore in John 20 and the resurrection scene, Jesus. He says first a couple things right away. Peace be with you. Uh, and that's what he says to his dumbfounded disciples. They are completely astonished. Uh, but then right afterwards, he says, whose sins you forgive are forgiven and whose sins you retain are retained. And just to think about the retention of sin, you know, Jesus comes in resurrected glory to say, I, I died for your sins. Like here's my pure side, my hands and feet. Uh, so I don't want you to retain any of those. I want you to confess them to me. Now, we also hear, I believe it's Romans 10, about confession on the lips leads to salvation, uh, to be able to, to yeah. express that and to speak that truth. Wonderful. Uh, do you know of any, I guess, uh, outside Bible um, early church fathers that speak about uh, people confessing in the early church? Oh, so well, I... Yeah, I, I can tell you that I'm grateful to the Irish monks of the 800s who <laughs> <laughs> decided that uh, confession should not have to be uh, a public uh, display, uh, that instead uh, this could be something done in private. Yeah, um, yeah but, but the, you know, even St. Augustine, you know, says, um, please pray that I'm a good shepherd uh, because there's so much evil in me. And so just his desire uh, to be able to, be reconciled to the Lord. Uh, all the fathers will speak on that. Unfortunately, I don't have uh, specific verses of, no of what they write. But yeah, I'd, I'd say look up Chrysostom, uh, look up Justin Martyr, uh, um, Ignatius of Antioch. They're going to be able to speak um, about what they do and coming together in community and prayer uh, and to be able to ask the Lord for forgiveness. Hmm. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Very Welcome. good. Thank you. Thank you, Brandon. Yeah, thanks for the call. And uh, that's a that's a great, I think that's a common question, even amongst Catholics. I know um, those of other Christian traditions oftentimes say, well, I don't see anything explicitly about confession in the Bible. But uh, Catholics can, can we can get along those lines, too, and say that, yeah, well, um, and that was one of the myths that I had, too, Father, was that uh, I can get forgiven without going to confession, or why confess my sins to a priest, which I think you addressed there, but uh, anything further you'd like to say about that? Yeah, I think what part of it, and this is a biblical thing, too, when Matthew 16, when, when Jesus gives the church to Peter, when he gives the authority 
of his kingdom, and then later on equipped and fueled with the Spirit, the Advocate, that we able to, we need to be able to trust that this gift of the church that's been given to us is one that we follow uh, because the church knows what it's talking about. You know, she has this wisdom of the Lord, and many have tried to stomp her out over generation and generation, but as she prevails, maybe there's something that we in humility can come and approach her and recognize, wow, okay, if, if this is a way that the Lord gives to his church to have our sins wiped away, why wouldn't we avail ourselves of that? Not just for mortal sins only, just to be, quote-unquote, good with God, um, but what about our venial sins, too, from time to time, to be able to be restored and, and to be able to get that fortification that we need of his grace? Mm. Yeah, that's a good point, too. And uh, not with just mortal sins only, which you're, you're starting to get on some of my other myths, which is great. You're <laughs> you're leading me into other myths, but we've got more phone calls coming. We're talking today here on The Inner Life about myths or misconceptions about the sacrament of confession that may have kept you away from it in the past. Maybe they're keeping it's keeping away from you right now, keeping you away from it right now. Or maybe you know someone who is avoiding the sacrament because of some misconception that you have about um, that they have about the sacrament of confession. Give us a call. Let us know what that is. 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. Or send us an email at innerlife at irrelevantradio.com. We did get an email, Father, from Deb, who said that the fact that one keeps confessing the same sins over and over again can keep somebody from confession. So why bother going? I keep saying the same thing over and over again. So any thoughts on that? Yeah, sure. I think that you know, maybe let's just say patience. You know, someone is struggling with patience. Okay, well, the Lord wants to be able to help you with that sin. And to be forgiven for it, you're getting grace specifically to address that sin. What if it's something deeper? Okay, perhaps that's something that needs to be addressed. Uh, maybe there's something underneath that. Maybe the sin, while bad, is symptomatic of the deeper issue. You know, so the Lord wants to provide healing, uh, not just from the sin. Again, this isn't just some exchange, but is there a deeper uh, lie that I'm believing about myself? Or is there a past hurt that some way uh, afflicting me that I'm, I'm choosing this sin because I'm just trying to numb that hurt? So maybe just recognizing those things. And, and perhaps on a Saturday afternoon, you and the priest don't have time to get into that. But um, notice what... What is it that's leading me to that sin? Um, mm. When I'm when I'm stressed or frustrated, uh, why why do I act or say or do these things? Uh, just maybe something to consider for everyone. Yeah, very good. Yeah, just a good reminder too that uh, yes, we go to confession to have our sins absolved, to be absolved of our sins. Absolutely, but there's also some good uh, some good practice, some good counsel, some good building up in the faith that hopefully will steer us away from those repeated sins. But thanks for the email, Deb. Appreciate that. And let's now go to Frank, who's calling in from Massachusetts. Frank, welcome to The Inner Life. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call, Patrick and Father. The sure. reason why I called is when I go to confession, um, and I've been in, and a, and a priest told me this. I got a problem with scrupulosity, okay. And because when I first went back to confession from when I was a teenager, well, well, from the day before I was married, it was like 50 years that I went to con back to confession. And 
I confessed all my mortal sins, and as I got older, and when I was on my own after the death of my wife, I was more involved in problems with the Sixth Commandment, which is my weakness. And um, so I kind of do over and over and over again, okay, of the same sins. And one day I was in the... I go to confession at the uh, La Salette Shrine in Attleboro. And one of the priests, he said to me, because I took off, I took off, um, uh, I took a, um, what was I going to say? Anyway, I took out my pamphlet of of going to confession. It's something put out by the Knights of Columbus. It gives you all the description. And this is this is a couple of years, three years years back. And he said, put that away. You don't need that. He said, your faith alone of coming here, okay, God knows all your sins. And just your faith, knowing that you're here for healing and you know he's going to heal you, is faith that you need. You don't have to ramble on the same sins every time you come into the confession booth because you know, because my mind keeps working on things, and Satan knows what my weakness is, so that's where he attacks me, okay? And he's the one who will say, uh, you're not forgiven, you know, are you kidding me? Nobody, nobody would want you, okay? <laughs> God, and I've heard so many talks about this. This is the most sensitive thing, because I like to go to confession every week, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, what do you suggest with this? What's right or wrong or what? Yeah, a lot of nuance to your question, a lot of uh, specifics. So uh, I'll say that sometimes, uh, especially when it comes to somebody that is struggling with scrupulosity, uh, I I think maybe the desire is earnest that they, they truly do not want any sins to be a part of their soul, and that's and that's that's a very valiant thing. That's noble, uh, but sometimes. Uh, there are people that they just want to check the box and they just want to make sure that everything is perfect. And that's where I would just caution someone to not make confession, oh, therefore I'm good. Because um, we just kind of, you know, we're dancing with a little bit of heresy there that, you know, I, I'm the one, what I do is is my salvation. So I will be honest, sometimes when someone comes in with an examination of conscience and they just go dot by dot, from all the different things that are there, uh, that, that maybe, you know, they could speak in more general themes, especially surrounding venial sins. So uh, I'm going to be dramatic here, but, you know, I, I'm not recycling as much as I should. Okay, like, that's that's good. Uh, it's good to confess, but if that's in the litany of a hundred things that you're saying, maybe that's something to set up an appointment uh, and, and not to do that when, when there are other people in line. Um, so, so yeah, I think, you know, the priest and what he's saying, like your faith alone, the Lord recognizes your sins. Uh, I think that he has some truth in mind in that. But I would also say for those that are listening that if you have sins that need to be confessed, especially if they're serious, especially if you're struggling uh, with, with difficult situations, uh, you don't have to rush through it. Uh, but for those of you that are going, uh, you know, like our caller here weekly, Okay, maybe there might be uh, some consideration of not going into as much detail uh, at week by week. I, I hope that makes sense. Kind of the distinction there. Hmm. 
Yeah, good. I, I think it helps. Yeah, thank you for that, Frank. And it's it's good. Scrupulosity can be a can be an issue, certainly. And uh, do you want to just define scrupulosity when we're talking about that, Father? What what are we talking about? Well, yeah, I would define it as somebody going through a condition where they they want to be overly uh, concerned with uh, doing things well, um, and and sometimes that can be uh, of a psychological nature. Uh, other times that can be uh, maybe something that someone has told you that you are. Uh, so I, I would just, uh, before someone defines themselves as scrupulous, you know, I, I would just say, okay, maybe maybe just take a step back and, and be able to have a better understanding of how to confess. Uh, and, and some of these guides, uh, not just the examination of conscious only, but getting an actual guide to confession will be able to help you to, you know, reduce that, uh, maybe characterization of yourself. Okay, very good. I appreciate that. Thank you, Father. And thank you, Frank, for the phone call. I appreciate that very much. Uh, let's go. I think we got a quick follow-up on that from Deacon Mark in Lexington, Kentucky. Deacon Mark, welcome to The Inner Life. Uh, thank you. It's the first time calling into this show before. Um, I was on the question about why, you know, if I'm always confessing the same things, why do I, why bother to go? And, uh, Years and years ago, I had somebody at my parish say that to me. He says, I haven't gone in a while because I'm just always confessing the same thing. It's always so embarrassing. And by God's grace, just like three or four days before that, our old Catholic radio station we had, a priest had addressed that issue. And his response was, well, praise the Lord. What do you want to do, commit new sins? I thought that was great. She says, you know, we we all have our quote-unquote besetting sin or two that we struggle with, you know. And uh, and he says, you know, so be grateful that there's just this one or two that you struggle with and that, you know, you, you're not branching out into new territory. And when I told her about the priest saying that, I could see the light bulb go on above her head, you know. And then she told me a week or two later that she had gone to confession. So I just thought I'd share that because, you know, it's a perspective we, I don't think we think about. It's like it's a good thing that it's always the same things over and over again in a sense because you don't want to be, okay, you know, I'll, I'll try some new ones, you know. So that's all I had. So Thank you so much, Deacon Mark. Yeah, levity is really important sometimes because we take ourselves maybe too seriously. And especially, you know, sin is serious and we want to make a good confession. But as someone is going through something over and over again, and they're kind of perseverating about it, you know, just to say that, yeah, as you're struggling to remove a sin from your life, just remember that it's going to be the Lord that's going to remove the sin. You know, that it's going to be His grace that's going to help you. And we call this the purgative way. Uh, We're purging, Uh, you know, it's tough to get rid of things. And so with the Lord's help, uh, we can be able to move through uh, that spiritual phase, and it takes some time. Uh, but yeah, not to be discouraged, and I think that's what that priest was was helping his parishioner to understand. Deacon Mark, thank you for the call. Our spiritual director today, Father Brian Fallon, as we're talking about myths or misconceptions about the sacrament of confession that keeps us away from that sacrament. If there has been that in your life, or perhaps there is right now, or if you know of something in somebody's life about a misconception about the sacrament of confession that's keeping them away, give us a call, 888-914-9149. There's a few lines open, 888-914-9149. Or send us an email, life at relevantradio.com. We're going to take another short break, but we'll be back with more right after this. Stay with us.
Welcome back to The Inner Life. My name is Patrick Conley, and I'm just chuckling about that uh, journalistic excellence comment from Father Simon on that spot there. I think he does a great job, and if you do too, give him a, give him a thumbs up, listen to his program, and give him a call as well. I am thankful to our producer. We share a producer, Father Simon and I, and Nick Sentovich, and also Sarah Tavoya, who's fielding your phone calls. And our spiritual director today, Father Brian Fallon, a priest in the Archdiocese of St. Louis and director of vocations there, also pastor of the Church of the Magdalene in St. Louis. And we're talking about myths or misconceptions about the sacrament of confession that keep people away. If you have something to share, give us a call, 888-914-9149. Let's go back to the phones, Father. We've got Regina, who's been patiently waiting in Chicago. Regina, thank you for waiting. Okay, Father, my question is, I am not fond of going to confession. When I go to confession, I don't even know what to say. Oh, yeah. I'm not fond of it sometimes either, Regina. Uh, my encouragement to you is to, to find a, a good uh, examination of conscience uh, and just to, to go and to be able to, yeah, you can get one on the internet or at my church, we have them printed out right next to the confessional uh, and, and just spend maybe a day or so before and, and just go through and, and look at what are the sins that you need to confess. Yeah, and if you are nervous, you can say, it's okay. You can just go and, and say, priest, you know, I'm, I'm going through a hard time. Can you help me and walk me through the confession? Most priests will, uh, I'm sorry, all priests will be able to walk you through that uh, and to be able to help you to have a good confession. Yeah, it's a, it's a good point too, Regina. I mean, you, you bring that up and, and uh, I, I know that directing RCIA for a number of years too, I'm, I'm constantly telling people who are making their first confession. But you know what? I, I share it with people who have been going to confession for years it's it's not a sin. In fact, it's advisable to take an order of confession and a list of your sins into the confessional, right, Father? Yes, I think yeah. Have your have your list. You know, just like you go to the grocery store. What are the things that you need to get? And, and this is the opposite. What are the things I need to get rid of? Uh, just make sure that you dispose of that list, or you know, even leave it with the priest, uh, so no one knows what you're being, uh, what you're confessing. Yeah, yeah, very good. I, you know what? I used to take mine home and burn them. That's what I would do after confession. It, it just Love felt it. so good. Yeah, do it in a safe place where you're not going <laughs> to ignite anything else on fire. All right, I, enough with that. We're talking about myths of the confessional. What is keeping people away from sins? They're away from the confessional because uh, they have this misconception about confession. Give us a call, 888-914-9149. Let's go now to Janice, who's waiting in New York. Janice, thank you for calling. Hi. Um, I'm wondering about people who are involved in a persistent serious sin, like uh, uh, not married, but maybe living with someone or just sleeping with someone. And and uh, when they go to confession and, and some interested party, like a parent says, well, you did confess that, right? And they say, oh, no, I'm not going to tell the priest that. I mean, then what about that confession? Yeah, that's a great question, Janice. So if I go to confession and I forget to confess X, forget to confess, uh, that sin is forgiven, right? Because it was my intent to confess that. But if I go to confession and I intentionally do not confess Y, that, you know, X, Y, or Z, whatever, uh, that sin is not forgiven because I'm withholding it from the Lord and his mercy. So, yeah, regardless of what the sin is, if I'm intentionally holding it back, uh, think about if I break a window with a baseball, you know, and I, I don't say I'm sorry, well, then I'm not really asking for forgiveness. 
So yeah, in a similar way too, regardless of the type of sin. Yeah, good point. And um, what about, Father, just to follow up on Janice's phone call there, um, I think some people might be under the conception that uh, I only need to go to confession if I have a mortal or serious sin to confess. What would you say to that? Well, I'd say that it's important for us to go to confession regularly. And I would, yeah, the Church would advise us to go at least once a year and to be able to, to seek the Lord's forgiveness uh, we are able, yes, to have venial sins forgiven during the penitential act of Mass. Uh, that's even why we strike our breast. It's our signal of uh, pushing the sins. Uh, the Lord is pushing the sins out of our heart through our uh, allowance of that. Uh, but I think it's important if anyone's trying to grow in the spiritual life to have regular confession. And yeah, perhaps regular, uh, maybe a prudent thing would be once a month, or as I said earlier in the program, uh, during when the seasons change, uh, to go with regularity to avail yourself of the grace of the sacrament. Uh, I think anyone that's trying to grow in the spiritual life should do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I've heard to- tell of uh, saints that have, would go, I don't know, what, weekly or biweekly or something like that anyway. so St. John Paul, yeah, would go yeah. weekly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, let's go now to Kristen, who's calling in from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Kristen, welcome to The Inner Life. Hi, thank you. I'm enjoying the show. I was told to be brief, so I will say quick. I was given such a gift on Holy Thursday. I, I do love going to confession. It gets harder as I get older, but um, I, I confessed, you know, just a criticism towards my husband, and he asked me if I had apologized, and I said, yes, but I'm going to do it again, and it's just this thing I do, and, and he goes, well, that's a vice, and I thought I was humiliated, but I was like, it was such a gift because I realized in that moment that it wasn't, I wasn't this victim that, you know, observed this bad behavior in my parents, and I was always just going to be this criticizing wife. It, I realized he, he showed me that I could do the opposite virtue. So, like, in order to overcome this habitual vice, I can actually show meekness towards my husband instead of anger. And, and that's, a, like, with God's help, I can conquer that. Um, instead of him just, like, overlooking it and acting like it wasn't a sin, I've been so discouraged sometimes where I bear all, and then I'm told I didn't sin. Um, and so, but he told me I sinned and that it was a vice and I, I was given this grace to do something about it and, and it's been beautiful for me. So I just wanted to contribute that quickly, um, that sometimes, you know, you can go to confession and, and leave discouraged in some ways. Um, but when the priest really does see our sins and acknowledges them and, and tell, you know, kind of holds us accountable, it can be a beautiful gift. Yeah. Thank you for that witness. Yeah. There's times where, I'll, I'll leave confession and I'm like, oof, I got some work to do. But that's the same when I leave the gym, too. Not every workout's going to feel the best, but uh, mm-hmm. persevering and, and knowing uh, the discipline of faith, maybe we can have insights like Bridget did to be able to, to grow in holiness more and more. Well, uh, they say great minds think alike. And, um, you know, Kristen and all our callers, yeah, I don't know if this means we have great minds or not, but uh, you're coming up with a lot of the same ones that I came up with. So thank you for that. A lot of the myths about confession, that's what we're talking today, today uh, on The Inner Life. We're talking about what what are the misconceptions about confession that keep people away. Let's go now to Alex, who's calling in from Madison, Wisconsin. Alex, welcome to The Inner Life. Hi, thanks for taking my call. And I don't, you touched on this a little bit with the last caller, I guess, but... Um, 
you know, in terms of like what the deacon was saying, it's like confessing the same sins, you know, again, I also do that where it's like, okay, I'm, you know, it's like A, B, and C, same ones I did last time, but how does it play in when sometimes I feel like I didn't make a firm resolve of amendment, you know, which is in some of the confession or whatever, you know, but like, does that mean that, I don't know, like that I wasn't forgiven or something, you know, I'm, do you have anything to say about that? I'm sorry, I don't have the best question formulated. No, that's okay. I, I think great question. Recognize that the Lord forgives us if our desire is to be forgiven and as we're confessing it. And yes, do we need to make uh, some sort of resolution to, to grow? Yes, but is the Lord kind and merciful? Also, yes. So recognize if you're going to confession over and over again, okay, what are the patterns of sin? How do How is it that I keep falling into this same sin over and over again. If it's gossip, okay, what are the occasions? You know, St. Paul says, if your eye causes you to sin, cut it off. Again, it doesn't mean that in the literal sense, uh, Jesus does, uh, but to recognize that we can make those changes in our day-to-day practice uh, to avoid those sins. So, Yeah. Very good, Alex. Good question. And uh, yeah, wonderful things that, that people are coming up with, too. And we're, we're running so short a time. I want to just give voice to a couple of the questions that are appearing up here on the call screen. Um, just that specifically with people who are Catholic, uh, maybe they're away from the church or maybe they maybe they're not. Maybe they go to mass regularly, but just say, yeah. I don't need it. I don't need to go to confession or I won't go to confession. What would you say to, in response to that, Father, just in our last minute or so? I just really encourage you to think a little bit more about that. And uh, maybe there, and I say this gently, might be a bit of pride uh, if if you don't need what the church asks you to have as a means of forgiveness and the Lord is inviting you to receive as a way of receiving his love. So just consider that as a as a possibility of, of going to confession and seeking the forgiveness. Right. And what about, uh, too, we had a question come in, too, Father, about not, what if we don't go to confession at least once a year. Is that a serious sin? Is that a mortal sin when we do that? It is, yeah, because our, our Easter duty is to receive the Eucharist at least once a year, and those kind of go hand in hand, having a pure heart to receive the sacrament of reconciliation. So as one of the precepts of the church, yeah, that, that would be something that would make us fall into a sin there too. Yeah, well, wonderful. Callers that weren't able to get on, thank you so much for your call. Sorry we weren't able to get to all the calls today, but uh, great calls represented here. Father, uh, this is a great topic and and many insights from you, so thank you for that. One more thing we would ask of you, Father, before we go, is if we may have your blessing, please. The Lord be with you. And with With your your spirit. Mighty God, please bless all who've listened and all who are seeking to grow closer to you. In the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Brian Fallon has been our spiritual director today. Thank you for joining us. On Monday, we're going to be talking about euthanasia, end-of-life issues here on The Inner Life. So hope you can join us for that. Up next, of course, is the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. If you missed any part of the program, go back and check it out on our show page. Have a great weekend, everyone. Until next time, grace and peace.